Hi there, and welcome to the Third Impact Anime Podcast, where we talk about anime, video games, and conventions, with a healthy amount of existential dread mixed in. You can find out more about our podcast by following us on Twitter, at T-I underscore anime. Or just like us on Facebook to not see our posts, because that's just how it is now. Thanks again for stopping by, and enjoy the show! Welcome to another excellent episode of the Third Impact Anime Podcast. I'm Austin, the host, as usual. Um, and with me, I've got my fantastic co-host with me. I've got Bill. Hey, how's it going? And we've got Tobias with us. Hey. So we, we're we just going to do like a fairly simple like conversation episode uh, this week. and uh, Or this, this particular episode, rather, because I think we're going to have multiple podcast episodes uploaded this particular week, unless we decide to hold this one for a rainy day. I don't, I don't know exactly what we're going to do with it yet, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll just put it out there in time. But um, basically, uh, the crux of the episode today is going to be, you know, Bill has this particular series that not a lot of people have heard of that's kind of obscure, that has never really made a whole lot of money, called One Piece. And he wants to tell us, you know, me and Tobias in particular, as sort of like sit-ins for the general audience, he's going to tell us why we should, you know, cut off all of our friendships and quit all of our jobs and just dedicate our lives to watching all 800-ish episodes of One Piece. Is that right, Bill? (laughs) That is right. It's got a, like a cult following, like Angel's Egg or Legend of Galactic Heroes. It's kind of at that level. It's it's been running as long as Legend of Galactic Heroes, right? Forever. Uh, no, it's it surpassed Legend of Galactic Heroes, where Heroes I think lasted for eight to ten years, and we just had the oh, we're probably on the twentieth anniversary at this point, I believe. Talk about One Piece or Galactic uh, Heroes. Well, no, uh, One Piece. Good. Yeah, something like something like ten at this point, I believe. Ten but, for for One Piece. Well, you know, I say that, but you know, years yeah. flow into you know into one big yeah. writing mass for me. So I've probably been saying ten years for the past ten years. <laughs> <laughs> so ten times ten is a hundred. So that means yeah. that One Piece first premiered in nineteen eighteen. I mean, it was just like a year ago. Like, I was still in college in the anime club, right? <laughs> in 1918. Oh, oh God. Hey, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's fine. Because just like you, comics does the same thing where they say, oh, that thing, it happened 10 years ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing the commercials for Civil War. Not the movie. Like, the original Civil War event. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, before that, I guess we'll just go around the table real quick and just uh, do a quick debrief. So, um, Bill, what have you been up to? Uh, what have you been playing or watching or anything that's clicking with you right now? Uh, my three 
big things of interest at this point is I have been watching Clan Ad with my friend Michael, and uh, it's okay. Uh, it's very much a key visual novel adaptation, and uh, it, it fits all the boxes, and I've been enjoying it. Uh, my goal is to get to After Story because everyone seems to love that story, love that second season. Uh, my friend Michael hates it, and so uh, I can't wait till we get to the second season where he will rant and rave, and it'll be a fun hate watch. So, how do you feel like it's holding up, like visually, and like are you being entertained by it? Um, I'm being entertained by it, especially by the side characters. Like, um, the main girl's family is very entertaining because. Her dad is pretty much like a Yakuza boss. <laughs> and her mom is uh, very cute and kind of forgetful, similar to kind of a ditzy character, which is fun. And every uh, character kind of has their own quirky traits. Like um, the first girl that we dealt with um, loved starfish. So anytime she sees a starfish, she'll just go after it and just go crazy. Or this one girl who will always be in like super over the top fights uh, with this with the main character's best friend, uh, <laughs> where he always loses. It's like uh, Wiley e. Coyote and the Red Runner. Beep beep. Beep beep indeed. So uh, how how many times in a regular like school day does a normal Japanese high school student run into a starfish? Uh, unless they're on the coast, I doubt Larry often, so I'm going to guess maybe at a carnival or the, a school event. So how does it work out in the show? Oh, she just grew up loving starfish, and so what she does is anything that's shaped like a starfish, she'll go crazy about, or oh. or she will make wood carvings of starfish and just give it out to people. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Uh... Cool. On the game side, I've been playing Shovel Knight to death. Ooh, nice. that's a good one. Yeah. Have you played uh, all, the, all the campaigns? No. Uh, when I first got it, I kind of, as per usual with most things, I kind of dropped off and got distracted. Yeah. Really wanted to go back and finish it. Oh, it's so good, man. It is really good. I'm stuck on the airship boss. Yeah, he's he's, he's pretty challenging. Or is that, at this point, you're still playing Shovel Knight? Yep. Yeah, it, it's a really solid campaign. and. I didn't enjoy Plague Knight quite as much. Uh, it, you have to think very differently. But the whole, uh, what, Spectre Knight is, is pretty amazing as well. Yeah, I'm I'm betting I'm not going to like Plague Knight that much if we, when I get to it. Because from all the video I've seen of it, you're pretty much having to go back and forth in menus constantly to get your different bombs ready for different situations. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. I generally just to stick to one and leave it. But you have to think in a very different way when you make attacks. Then all your attacks kind of like go downward. Mm. And it's kind of like that with Spectre Knight too, but I feel like Spectre Knight being more melee based and more, it's really more of a, like a Ninja Gaiden homage. Uh, I feel like it's a little easier for me to like, wrap my head around than, than Plague Knight. I really enjoyed a lot of the humor in the Plague Knight campaign though. It's got this really little fun side story that happens, you know, it happens parallel to uh, the whole Shovel Knight campaign. So mm. you kind of see the two interact. So like when you go into when you go into the Plague Knight level, instead of fighting you know Plague Knight yourself, you end up fighting uh, Shovel Knight at the same time. 
Oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah, there's a lot of little fun things like that. Uh, yeah, so I, I totally recommend anybody play that game. If you're a fan of old school like games at all, it, it like, I'm sure you're biting me up on this. Like, it matches the style perfectly. The music to the graphics to everything really just makes it look like an old school Capcom like Mega Man game. And the soundtrack is addicting. Yes, yes. Vert is amazing, of course. Uh, I still go back and just listen to songs by themselves. What uh, uh, system are you playing it on, Bill? PC. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I uh, didn't I didn't know where it was all available cuz I think the only place I've personally seen it available is on the Switch unless I dreamed that. No, it's yeah, it's on the Switch now. Okay. Yeah, it's on the Switch, on PC and on all major yeah. consoles. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. just everywhere. And the cool thing is like what depending on what version you get, there's slightly different things. So like mm. with the, with with the 3DS version they had a street pass mode with the PlayStation version, they had a, I think it was Kratos as an unlockable or no extra boss. Yeah. Oh, neat. Yeah, with that's the, cool. With the Xbox version, I think they had the battle codes for mm-hmm. some reason. Uh, and the Wii version was the first to introduce multiplayer. Like, that's the only way you could play it up until I think the the most recent thing they, they added it to all the versions. Yeah, you can uh, do co op in the PC version. Yeah, and the, the other yeah. thing, too, that I love about it is you can gender swap. Oh, right. Yeah, they have the gender swap modes. So everything's a little bit different. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, I just picked up a Switch myself, and I'm I'm considering double dipping. I've already played the entire game, but to have it portable would be a really great thing. Mm. That 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 uh, down the road, people. I think the just talking about the Switch, because uh, it's amazing to me just the sales of the Switch, and just people were buying games again just because of the portability factor. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Uh, I, think, I think skipping the Wii U for a lot of people also, you know, they're, they're pretty much a lot of these people are seeing these games for the first time. So with Mario Kart 8, you know, Splatoon, uh, those, they're not really big new games. They're kind of rehashing a lot of the same concepts, if not straight up remakes. But the fact that a lot of people just didn't play it. Come on, Smash Wii, Wii U. Come yeah, on. I'm, come to I'm the ready Switch. For it. <laughs> it will come in due time. Uh, and then a minor thing is, um, I got a new figure. I got a beautiful inspectors and I got a figure from third. Woo. Yep. Nice. I was, I had to wait a very long time for it, but it was worth it. Cause I only had to pay uh, a small fee on it, like 20 bucks, which oh, was man. a steal. And now, uh, I pretty much have everyone in the Lupin gang except Jigen. Oh, so you uh, you have a Goemon as well? Yes, I have a Goemon, and I have two Fujikos. Nice, yeah, because I know you picked up the one Fujiko at uh at Ichiban Con. Yep, mm. she's she's gorgeous. Cool. Yep, yep. and so well, that's, um, that's what I'm consuming. Mm-hmm. I uh I finished up watching uh, Mystery of Mamo last night, and uh, in preparation for doing that podcast today. But um, Sully unfortunately got the flu, so he wasn't able to do that today. So that's why we're uh, we're doing this uh, one piece convo, which is which is going to be fun anyway. Um, but um, over to you, Tobias. So what have what have you been uh, what have you been, you've been consuming since we last spoke about so, such things? 
So on the anime front, I've kind of taken a little slow between doing the conventions and some cons coming up. I just really haven't gotten back into watching the the you know the, the whole stuff week to week. So I did I did catch up with Pop Teen Epic because I was a couple episodes behind. And again, it's still really amazing. Still highly endorse that show. Uh, but I still gotta catch up on Darling and the Franks and even even uh, you know, Place Fruit in the Universe I really haven't kept up on. And of course I I wanna like actually start uh, Takagi-san and Laidback Camp. You know, I've seen all these people post about it. But I haven't really got around to it. So hopefully that'll change maybe this weekend. A little bit of free time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did, yeah, like I said, I did just pick up a Switch. Uh, really Jones and play Breath of the Wild again. So I didn't never touch the DLC. So I went ahead and jumped on that because I'm going to be getting Hyrule Warriors when that comes out. Another Wii remake. Uh, you know, and a couple other games as well. So it's just kind of been on my list to eventually pick up. But cool. uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing in my free time is playing Breath of the Wild again. Never stop. <laughs> <laughs> and in a couple years, both you and I will finish it. <laughs> yeah, so you, uh, the, 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 at this point, you never finish it? No, um, I've I've played a good, decent amount of like the beginning. Uh, like I've I've poured I've poured a good handful of hours into yeah. it. I just haven't like really gotten into the meat of the game yet um yeah it it definitely takes a lot of just time to do things yeah it does and like every for every like hour i spent playing breath of the wild it was like one hour where i knew that i should be trying to finish final fantasy 15 because (laughs) that was like that was like the game i committed to finishing and then i've been committed to finishing that game for over a year now and uh, i just play video games at like a slug's pace yeah um, same here yeah like it sucks I, I really that's definitely on my uh uh perpetual like new year's resolution list just to like get better at playing and finishing video games and i'm almost done with final fantasy 15 so i feel like if i actually finish that game um it'll open up uh, a whole new realms of possibility for me to uh procrastinate on yet other games yeah i saw you were playing that this week you posted some screenshots and stuff how's, how's that going are you pretty far in that at this point i am i'm in the next to the last chapter um and it's it's a little bit too difficult for where i am currently leveled up to but um and but the game allows you to like go back to previous things and do a whole bunch of like side quests to get more like money and experience and all that stuff. So that's that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm I'm grinding and you know fighting monsters and doing little side quests and things. But um overall I really enjoy it. Um I think the character interactions are really awesome. Like all of the characters are great. Um especially the main four. Like some of the side characters I feel like they're not quite as realized as they could be. And like the overall plot is is really nothing nothing that special, even though I don't think it's bad or anything. I I kind of appreciate them taking more of a uh, a simpler route in telling this story rather than something like thirteen, which is so like grandiose and yeah. complicated. But yeah, the story of fifteen is is fairly straightforward. Like like Noctis is the prince, and then there's a crystal that is stolen, and he has to defeat the bad guy, and it's it's not like it's not like a dumb story it's not like this is too simple but it's they they did a lot with a little so i i like seeing that cool cool yep how do you uh, how are you enjoying the gameplay for that that's the one thing i'm really interested in and trying it uh i really enjoy the gameplay like it's kind of a mix 
kind of a weird way to describe it. It's kind of like a mix between the Batman Arkham games and Kingdom Hearts, okay. which I know is very difficult to like visualize. Um, but you know how like um, Bill, you've played the Arkham games, right? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've played them. Okay, all. so yeah, you guys will know. But like, you know how when like bad guys like shoot at you or like lunch for you or anything like that you can like press a button and then you'll like quickly dodge and stuff like that yeah yeah that's kind of what um that's kind of what the game plays like in terms of like close quarters combat um but like with the sword play and everything it feels a lot more like kingdom hearts like very frenetic very like flashy and um uh kind of button mashy but with the dodging mechanic it's like you can't really button mash because the enemies aren't uh, that stupid yeah mm. so it it has to be that blend of like attack dodge attack dodge but it's not quite as brutal as as like dark souls or something like that nice cool. so it, it's fun i like the gameplay john john swears by the magic but i don't i don't touch it <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what I've been up to. It's just most recently 15. I've been keeping up with a lot of the, uh, not a lot, but some of the seasonal anime. I'm I'm still a little bit behind, but I'll get there. But um, I guess we've we've rambled on enough. Unless anybody has something really burning they want to address before we jump into One Piece. No, let's go. Wealth, fame, power. Gold Roger, the king of the pirates, attained this and everything else the world had to offer. And his dying words drove countless souls to the seas. You want my treasure? You can have it. I left everything I gathered together in one place. Now you just have to find it. These words lured men to the grand line in pursuit of dreams greater than they'd ever dared to imagine. This is the time known as the Great Pirate Era. Come aboard and bring along all right bill so you have a uh, a journey that began what was it like two years ago at this point yeah like uh two years ago i was in college and uh i i've heard of one piece uh notably for when it was airing on kids wb uh, <laughs> and it it, it we, we'll get to that yeah. wonderful wonderful dub uh and I'd, I'd always been curious because I had, for me, I had not really attached myself to a super long shonen show like Bleach or Naruto. Um, I don't really count Dragon Ball Z because uh, I'd kind of watched that as a kid. And I kind of was in and out when it came to Z. Like I watched the Namek arc and I watched Cell, but after that, I, I just dropped off. Yeah. Uh, but then, but, uh, so I asked my friend, Michael, shout out to Michael, um, Hey, I want to try one piece out because he had watched it up to a certain point and he said, okay. And so from that point on, we pretty much marathoned it (laughs) where, um, if I wasn't doing work, um, I was watching one piece (laughs) and then doing this took you how long? About a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. 
But and I re- I remember those days because um I was around whenever you started that train and and really got into it. Even though I'll, I think a good portion of it you did during the summer. But, no, um, we 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 took breaks during the summer. Oh yeah, that's right. Because Michael was just like, no, you can't watch it without me or something, right? <laughs> um, I think so. And I the other reason was I think he was fearful of like we'd eventually get caught up and then be stuck in the weekly grind, which is where I'm at now. What a crazy fear to be afraid that you will catch up with One Piece too quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But but I will get into that. But I want to ask you two, what is your experience with One Piece? Go ahead, Tobias. So uh, I've seen a little bit of it, like way back when I really started to get back into anime in college. Uh, Watched a couple episodes with a friend of mine that was into it at the time. Uh, maybe about the first ten or so, if that. So I'm you know, familiar with you know the main characters, the main idea. But is anyone who really you know follows anime at all, you kind of can't not know about One Piece uh, naturally. With this, people talking about how long it's running, and I think I'm echoing in uh, Austin's. I was, but I'm not now. Nice. But anyway, anyway, uh, yeah. So. You know, you, you kind of not cannot hear about One Piece just being involved in the community, and it's one of those things that a lot of people whose opinions I respect have really gone on about and talked about a lot. So it's one of the things that I think I would like to try. But you know, like you mentioned, there's this whole daunting aspect to picking up this 20 year old series and trying to you know absorb it all, you know, and have a job and have a life and you know sleep and breathe. And do all that necessary stuff. It definitely comes off as a daunting task. Uh, how about yourself, Austin? So a lot of my experience with One Piece has been your experience with One Piece, like absorbing it secondhand, or you just like telling me about it and like chronicling your journey through <laughs> through just <laughs> just telling me how it's going and stuff like that. So um, I I was definitely a I guess to my own discredit, I was very like um, dismissive of One Piece until you got into it. And I think that's just because I didn't really have anyone around me who was like really, really into it or like really understood it. So I just sort of saw it as like, oh, why would I ever want to watch One Piece when I could watch, you know, 30 other very short shows or something like that? And um, so but and um it's only been like recently where I've come to see like through other people experiences and like talking about it sort of what Tobias said like seeing the value of one piece and like seeing like that it's actually kind of kind of cool um but that being said in terms of how much I've personally watched probably the same same ish amount as Tobias has I've seen like maybe maybe seven or eight episodes uh just to sort of get an idea of what it's like and um I enjoyed them a lot. Like I found them very entertaining, but I also saw it as something that I just still didn't really want to, you know, dive dive firmly into. So maybe you can convince me that I'm wrong. So um, that is the that is the goal here, uh, <laughs> because I I love One Piece. It's one of my favorite animes I've watched, um, and I can understand that it's a daunting task. There's over 800 episodes. There's 85 volumes of the manga. There's games. 
there's movies, there's OVAs. I'm here to tell you that anyone can get into One Piece. And it's not as scary as you think it is. So first, let me give everyone kind of a little bit of background about One Piece. Uh, for those who don't know, One Piece is a manga created by uh, Ich Ichiro Oda in December of 1997. Uh, One Piece is a pirate-themed shonen manga about um, our main character, Monkey D. Luffy, whose main goal is to become King of the Pirates and to find the mythical treasure called One Piece, which was the treasure left by Gold D. Roger, the last great pirate king. Um, now, by that simple premise, you would think, well, it's pretty linear, but no, by its nature, it's an epic spanning adventure because it's world traveling. Um, whereas the adventures go on, Luffy builds up his own crew of pirates called the Straw Hats, each with their own individual goals and what they want to accomplish and their own backstories. And the thing that I love about One Piece is it's an epic adventure tale that it just it's a living world compared to like let's say Dragon Ball or Z where big scary bad guy comes down, the Z fighters must fight it to save the world. It's is much more to uh One Piece than just fight the bad guy. So Luffy why don't you tell me a little about your friends? I don't know a thing. Of course, you don't have to if you don't want to. I'm just making conversation. It's not like I'm trying to dig into your personal life and find out every little thing about you. Okay, which one should I start with? Zoro, Sanji, Usopp, there's Brooke, Frankie, Nami, Robin. Nami? Robin? Those sound like girls' names. They are. They're watering the table, you know. And just to kind of give you guys some really interesting stats, uh, One Piece is the best-selling manga of all time. It has over 345 million volumes of the manga in circulation in over 30 countries. Uh, Jeez. Yeah. And I think just from that stat alone, it, it shows that if there wasn't characters, interesting characters or a story, then this wide circulation wouldn't be going on today. And also, that was recently announced, I think, last year, there's going to be a Western adaptation of One Piece coming. What? What yep. does that mean? It's going to be a TV series. Like, when you like, say Western, do you mean, like, John Wayne, or do you mean, like, America? America. Okay. <laughs> America <laughs> and uh, UK. Like, ITV, uh, which is the second biggest British broadcaster next to the BBC um, is involved. Um, this producer, I forget his name. He's, his works vary uh, to varying degrees of good to bad. Uh, in my opinion, like his credits include prison break, which was a good show back in the day. And, and teen wolf from MTV, which mm -hmm. whatever, <laughs> but from what they've said about it, it's going to be, <laughs> A, we're going to do a faithful retelling of One Piece for a Western audience and make it live action. I don't know how that's possible because, one, there's a lot of material to get through. And with uh, live action actors, there's this thing called aging. I don't know if you've heard <laughs> of it. 
So <laughs> if they're trying to get through all the material, that's going to be very interesting because they're starting all the way back at the beginning. Man. So I wish I wish them luck, and I'm excited if this thing actually gets off the ground. Because I think uh, with how it's a grand epic tale, kind of in the vein of a Star Wars E uh, kind of okay. deal, uh, it might gain a pretty good followings. But we'll see. So at this point, we really shouldn't expect like a Game of Thrones, you know, adaptation, really dark, gritty. Well, there it people. I think people underestimate uh, One Piece because they see the outlandish characters and they see Luffy and they think, "Oh, it's just a straight up comedy." But no, um, in the show there are some truly moments of heartbreak and sadness and darkness that uh, I'm okay. willing to admit I've I've cried multiple <laughs> times uh, throughout the series. So I guess that opens up the question. It's just like, well, you you. You outlined that, you know, like One Piece is like it's a huge bestseller, like it's popular in Japan and in the rest of the world. Like it's it's just an absolute success. So like yeah. how and why? Like what about One Piece like makes it work so well? And like how has it been <clears throat> excuse me? How has it been able to like survive the test of time and like content? Because it's just so massive. Well, I think it's because of how universal the story is and its characters and their goals. Um, for example, um, Luffy wants to be the best pirate in the world. Sanji, the cook of the of the Straw Hats, wants to be um, the best chef in the world. Uh, Nami wants to be able to map the entire world. Uh, and I think... With those kind of universal themes, um, people get attached, especially when you hear kind of their backstories, because their backstories really tie into what they believe in and what they want to do in their life. And I think the other thing that helps is they all have own, their own individual goals, but because they're very universal, they're not kind of stuck in like, oh, I need to stay in this area. I they, It kind of allows them to go on this global uh global journey and the themes of the show are very um can be kind of seen by everyone like follow your dreams never giving up um have conviction in what you believe in um so i think it's just a tale that everyone across the world can relate to um like a prime example for characters if, if you don't mind um would be nami the big thing with Nami is she loves money and she wants to explore the world. Um, but she's, if I had to give her a comparison, she'd be like um, Catwoman or Batman or like kind of like Fujiko from Lupin the Third. Hmm. So you, um, Earlier you made the comparison to Star Wars and just there you kind of made the comparison to Batman and like those are also very like worldwide like famous franchises so you you feel like it shares like a similar spirit or like a similar space with those like mega franchises that most places around the world really like click with. Yeah, I I would totally agree with that statement. Okay. Um, just yeah, just because it connects to everywhere, uh, connects to every 
where. But um, to kind of give you a re- the reason why Nami's the way she is, is that I need to kind of go into a little bit of her backstory. Okay. Um, so Nami growing up, she didn't have a biological mother and father. She was adopted um, by this kind of scruffian kind of uh, woman who was a former uh, Navy slash Marine officer. The Navy in One Piece is like basically the global military force. Makes sense. Um, And so she had a very happy childhood at first and enjoyed her time with her adopted mother and sister. And grew a passion of wanting to uh, kind of map things out and just kind of figure out where where is everything located. Um, but then one day, um, this group of pirates called uh, the Arlong Pirates came to their village and said, we will kill everyone unless you pay us. Where I think they, if I remember correctly, it was over like 10,000 berries, which is the currency in one piece per person or a hundred thousand berries. And so what happens is everyone is able to pay for everyone except um, Nami's mom, uh, um, who, because she's a former Marine, she doesn't really make a lot of money. Um, So she, she chooses to give what money she has to Arlong and say, look, save my daughters i will be a sacrifice i will i'm willing to sacrifice myself to keep them alive and so nami at a very young age i think she's like eight or younger sees her mother be uh shot in the head by the arlong pirates Jeez. yeah and the arlong pirates basically say well we now control your village uh nami resents this wants to get them out and she's trying to figure out what she can do so she goes to arlong who's ahead of of this pirate group and says look i will help you map out the world um, and join the arlong pirates um in my servitude i will get money and if i pay you i think it was 20 million berries you will let the town go and um Arlong agrees to this. And so um, this causes resentment among the city, um, among her people in the village of how could you work with this traitor who killed your mom and is trying to and just putting us into slavitude. Um, And so that's kind of where she gains her value of money. And from and from there. Throughout this, in the early entries of the story, she kind of pops up here and there where Luffy is, and Luffy kind of grows interested in her. Um, um, but eventually, when Luffy gets to her uh, native home, um, Luffy finds out what's going on and says, "Like this is wrong." But Nami, to her credit, believes that Arlong will keep keep his word, um, knowing fully well that this isn't gonna happen uh and the townspeople uh uh kind of realize like 
we they they revealed to Nami like we knew what you were doing that this was a sacrifice that you took on when you were just eight years old, and we we can't let you do this anymore. We're gonna we're gonna go fight the island pirates. We're going to kick them out finally after being years of slaves to them. And so it it's a very one of the most powerful arcs in One Piece. Wow. So yeah. you know, in general, I can imagine the way these things work. You know, the manga probably starts off portraying Nami as being a little more greedy, like just wanting the money for money's sake. But then we discover mm-hmm. this in a later chapter where like this whole backstory comes out and she's not so much doing it, you know, in that stereotypical greed, but because she's got this connection with this family. Yeah. And that that's kind of where everyone gets their connections is through the backstory of like Sanji, for example, who's the chef. Um he was on a navy boat, and um, when a pirate uh, crew kind of took board of it, um, a big storm hit. Um, he got in the water, and a shark was about to um, go into him when the pirate captain, who was ransacking the ship, jumped overboard and saved them, um, sacrificing his leg in the process. And mm-hmm. They were able to get away on this island where um, they had a little bit of food, but um, uh, from what Sanji's perspective, there was two bags, one bigger bag for the captain who saved him, and then just a small food bag for himself. And it's revealed um, that the pirate gave all the food to Sanji, and uh, while they were waiting to be rescued, and so he kind of learns the value of, and just his he kind of gains his love of food and why he wants to cook it. Hmm. But that, that I'm kind of going on long about this. Uh, but a lot of characters, even villains, have very empathetic backstories that are very heartbreaking, and this is a recurring theme throughout One Piece. Hmm. And it makes you care about these characters, and it makes you understand their motivations. Awesome. So I assume that, like the show, the manga and the show, like they they slowly reveal these things like over time, um, or do they sort of be like, "Oh, this is this character's arc, and we're going to tell you all about them for like these, I don't know, ten episodes or something like that," or is it like we slowly learn more and more about these characters as time goes on? Like, how does how does the show like tell their stories? Okay, so the way there's a very firm structure of how the way I would describe it or give an example, it's kind of like Dragon Quest. If any of you have played that, where the Straw Hat crew, kind of like the main character in a Dragon Quest game, goes to a new island, explores kind of their unique culture, where each island kind of has their own unique theme, like. One island, it could be straight out of Babes in Toyland. One can be winter-themed. One can be uh, kind of Caribbean-based. And then as uh, after they've kind of explored the... uh, Through exploring the island, they kind of grow and meet the the main characters of that arc. Uh, Then this eventually leads to the Straw Hats getting in trouble with whatever authority is on that island. And having uh having been framed or in trouble 
they have to deal with usually a big bad and his uh, sub-bosses who are usually holding court over said island and kind of subjugating the people. Um, this is a common theme in like their early seasons and even later past uh, time skip, which is in like the 600s. So it's kind of, it's, I, I kind of describe it as it's Dragon Quest meets kind of Mega Man boss structure. Uh, because the way it works out is uh, the Straw Hats have to fight all the sub-bosses of the big boss. And then Luffy usually, if always, has to fight the big boss. So does it kind of like wash, rinse, repeat in that in that sense? Um, it can, but the characters are so kind of fully realized that you kind of get used to the structure after a while. And the the way it kind of stretches out is there's two types of arcs. There's ones that are very quick and that are kind of self-contained. And then there's more kind of story, continuity, world-changing events like um, the Alabasta arc, which is like the first really big, the first big arc after you're introduced to the main Straw Hat crew. Um, that that those events have world changing effects, and also can uh, introduces a very big main character. And then immediately after that, it's Sky Island, which is very self contained, um, but has connections to the overarching story, but they're not world changing. So is it like Doctor Who? Uh, yeah. If you just take the Britishness and the time travel out of it. <laughs> Is the way I would put it. So just um, replace the TARDIS with uh, a pirate ship and <laughs> replace the doctor with a very stretchy boy and yeah. <laughs> and his amazing but, friends. But the, I guess the one thing that amazes me is while it's a recurring structure, Oda has stated, like, I have had this planned out since day one. I know the ending. It's not like other uh, shonen manga writers like kind of a kubo from bleach where he kind of just made up crap on the fly mm-hmm. he knows where it's, he knows where it's going and there's internal logic with the world of how things work and why things are certain ways like a prime example would be the devil fruit powers which are basically your superhero like powers that pirates can have where if you eat devil fruit you cannot go into water. You will immediately sink and drown. Hmm. Um, and each devil fruit has different unique powers. Like, as you said, like Luffy, our main character, is made of rubber, so he can stretch all the way out. Or uh, Don Flamingo, who is a big bad later on, he has the power of strings, which you think is pretty minuscule. But no, it's very much like he can, he's a puppeteer able to control people with his strings, uh, his hmm. string ability. Or um, and they'll also have weird kind of things like, how does this work? Like in the most recent arc, there's a there's a fight, there's a sub, there's a boss that Luffy has to fight where he ate the cracker cracker fruit. Uh, where basically the cracker cracker fruit is its own, he, it's his own armor, and he can do um, basically soldier uh, copies of his armor that will fight. Uh, fight with him against Luffy. And so you'll get kind of fun, uh, kind of like, how does that power work with the Devil Fruit powers? 
-hmm. And it's always kind of funny to hear kind of the different powers you'll get. And you'll think this has, how does this power be so, get so powerful? Horrible wording on my part. Uh, So, so far, of what you've experienced in One Piece, what do you think is the most interesting of these double fruit powers? The most, are you asking, like, what's the most interesting power? Yeah, yeah. Like, an example of a really interesting, like, you mentioned the, you know, Don Flamingo with the strings. And that's pretty, that's pretty uh, out there. I kind of figured with Luffy, they would be doing more personal superhero esque abilities. But to have something mm. specific like strings is kind of a little interesting, a little, a little out there. So, well, the ones you've experienced, what do you think is the most kind of outrageous or interesting power? Uh, probably uh, Kuma, who is a who is a, a war who it works for the Marines, um, and his power is the pom pom fruit, basically like a like a kitten with uh, palms. So you think at first like, oh, this guy's easy. He'll 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 uh, be easily taken down, but no. Basically, he's able to absorb any blow that comes to him, and is able to then dish it back. Or um, one of the major admirals, uh, I forget his name. Uh, there's a lot of One Piece characters where he's basically made of light, where he can just go anywhere, zoom like of uh, the speed of light. And then fire off kind of Kamehameha waves of light at you, and there's no way you can attack him because he he has no physical grounding. Interesting. Hmm. But well, in that context, then the way that you've de- no go ahead, go ahead. I no, I, I feel bad because I feel like I've been ranting here. So <laughs> no, you're fine. This is kind of like the the Bill rants about One Piece podcast. So you're <laughs> it's. That's basically the idea. So yeah, rant on. But I do have a question. Sure. Okay. So in the way that you've described it so far, it seems like One Piece's structure. Like I keep comparing it to things, you know, as I think about them. But it seems a lot like American comics. Like, like let's just take Spider Man. Like he has a massive rogues gallery, and like you, you learn more about like Peter Parker as a person as the comics go on and on. But um. I guess, um, and like all of the new villains are introduced and side characters and all that stuff. And it just continually builds this bigger, more crazy world. But um, I guess with One Piece, it's a lot different because it's like with American comics, it's like you get a team of writers that will work on a story or a character for a period of time and then they'll be done and it'll be somebody else. But this has been like the same guy for over 20 years. So it's really interesting that apparently he's been able to do like the same idea, but keep um, not the same idea, but like the same concept of like a super long running series, but always keep it fresh and continue to do that and build a new audience at the same time. So like, I don't know. What what do you think about that? I, I kind of like that comparison because, uh, because uh, American comics, the, the problem with American comics is always stuck in that perpetual second act um, where mm. they can't go any further or the story will end. Yeah. Whereas with One Piece, they can just keep going because we're going across these worlds and there's different islands that we can explore and have different stories, but it feels like we're moving forward. It's not like we're stuck in one perpetual motion. Mm. Okay. 
so at this point, do you do you think that based on the you know the whole repetition structure, based on the twenty years we've even had so far, do you think that it's ever really going to end? Um, Oda keeps giving us percentages of like where we're at. <laughs> Is there so, has there been any like actual like we you, know, you 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 mentioned there's a lot of things that happen and I know the time skip. But is there anything that indicates that they're actually closer to the Grand Line? Um, actually, um, well, I I should have put a spoiler warning at the beginning of the episode, but um, there it is. From, <laughs> from where from where we are in the show, like we know where One Piece is. Yeah, and but we knew that at the very the opening. No, we this is the Grand no. Line. We no no the Grand Line is just a piece of sea. Like the Grand Line is like the Indian Ocean, or the oh. Atlantic Ocean. Oh. <laughs> where, okay. Where <laughs> I I know it's confusing. I I, I partially blame four kids, because uh, they they kept in the in the rap song that everyone love hates. Uh, they 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 say the Grand Line over and over again, but the Grand Line is just. A section of, of of the world, where there's also in the beginning there's a red line, not the not the great Whoa. car race. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> not not the a great underrated movie that everyone should see. But sweet JP. Of course, sweet JP. <laughs> sure but, was a One Piece character. Yeah. Uh, we we kind of have that with Frankie, kind of. Okay. <laughs> uh. But that's just a section of the world. It's not, it, it's not a particular place. It's yeah. not a thing the Grand Line. So I guess at this point, are they are they in the Grand Line? Or are they past the Grand Line? They they are in the Grand Line. They okay. we we know what island One Piece is at. The pro that we just need to get there, and there, there's a particular way to get there. But they're having to. Get pat. I'm getting into the weeds now. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a particular way to get there that they have to kind of figure out. Okay, so it sounds like they're they're they they're in this. They have this opportunity rather to you know get into the final chapter at any moment. Yeah. So Oda has stated like we're probably at seventy percent done or sixty percent done. Last time he was interviewed. Okay. Uh, so we're get we're getting there, but it's slowly like uh, two years ago it was fifty percent. <laughs> when, so when, when we when we were at the when we were at the time skip. So another seven years or so, we'll maybe get to the end of One Piece. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm predicting in like ten, uh, probably ten. If we're not done in like ten to fifteen years, then I'm gonna be like this. Bet this ending better be good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like that was that was going to be the next question I asked. So like, is there at this point because there's so much content and like there's been so much and it's been such a long time, like is it even possible to write like the story so that the ending is not a huge disappointment? Uh, at this point, I've treated it as like I'm in it for the characters. I don't really care what One Piece is. One right. Piece is the magical MacGuffin. That's, that is that's getting, very fair. That is getting the characters to move. Um, Does that seem to be like the general fan consensus too? Like, or do or a lot of people like 
oh man, I can't wait to figure out what the one piece is. Like, it's going to be amazing. Or are people in in your camp? I think people are excited to learn whatever it is, but it's not the end all be all. The the one piece was the friends we made along the way. (laughs) Yeah, probably. That's that's probably. (laughs) What's the actual word that they used back in the Fezza days? Like uh, Kodama or uh, no, what was it? Uh, Jesus, it's going to kill me if I don't remember this. Bill, you know what I'm talking about. I have had a bit, bit of experience with the fan series. It's, I've been it's, on Crunchyroll. So. It's, it's the word Nakama. Um, there was a big deal with the word Nakama. I think it just, mean, it just means friends, but it was one of those words back in the day where you can't really translate it. It's like you can't translate senpai because <laughs> we don't really have a word for the actual connotation for Nakama. Yeah. But My I, classmate that I look up to, who is older than me, just doesn't run off the tongue quite like senpai. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I feel like uh, and kind of what you're saying at this point with with One Piece running for so long, like most people that are in it that have been in it for the long run are really just in it for the characters. They, based on what you're telling me, it sounds like the, yeah, like the whole plot doesn't matter so much, you know, as the individual characters do. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I, 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 here's one of my prime ways to get into one piece attach yourself to a character like for me i love robin who is the scholar slash historian of the straw hats and her backstory which i won't get into but and kind of her quest to learn about the missing century or the unknown time of history that's not recorded or that the 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 government world government is keeping hidden which i'm kind of really interested in and so you just find a character and kind of their personality that you can attach yourself to, and that's a that's a way you can kind of get through it. That seems like really good advice, I think. Um, and um, just going off on kind of on that, like um, one of my coworkers um, is also really big into One Piece, and what she does is that she doesn't watch it weekly; she just waits until January of every year, and like marathons everything that came out that year that's Um, probably pretty smart (laughs) yeah yeah that's what i was saying i'm just like that's that's genius so you don't have to like burn yourself out watching one episode like every week for a year like that's a lot but just watch it all in like one big chunk at one at one time of the year is pretty smart and like she will occasionally like update me on like how one piece is doing or something and I mean, she never really mentions anything about, like, the plot or, like, any big, like, revelations or anything like that. It's always about, like, the characters doing interesting stuff together. And um, what you said definitely echoes that, that it seems like that's more what One Piece is about anyway. Yeah, where I think it's very much about the character interactions. And then it, it's kind of become a family at this point. Um, people care about that family. and. They want to see them do well and them to accomplish their dreams and their goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- okay, let me kind of run down, kind of, because I've, I've kind of explained what One Piece is and kind of why people love it. But we we got to talk about how do you get into this darn show? Yeah, because that's that's kind of the beginning point. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. The way I got into it, I started from the beginning. Now, not everyone is a 
crazy person like myself. Um, but I enjoyed it all the way. But there's other ways you can get into it. Like, um, I have to give props to Sam Leach, who does the weekly reviews on Ancat, on uh, Anime News Network for One Piece. And he's a, he does the anime recap for the One Piece podcast. Where oh, cool. The way he got into it was he alternated between the anime and the manga. So, for example, if you feel like an arc is going too slow, read the manga. Because of manga is as we all know reading is much it's usually faster than watching a tv show yeah um, no doubt <laughs> so but if you feel like you're kind of uh want some more kind of heavy emotion and just enjoy the music which is really good um austin can attest to this uh i i would then go back to the show then go back to the anime and that's kind of the way he approached it yeah, you uh, you dropped me a couple of those music tracks, and I listened to all of them today, and they're they're really good. Yeah, I I would say that One Piece has probably the best uh, music out of all the shonen shows. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. I mean, I don't know. I'm a I'm a little bit biased to Bleach on that one because the same composer that composed Bleach also composed Ava, so I, I, <laughs> I he's he's still gotta he's gotta be number one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, but like the music you sent, it, it, I mean, it didn't strike me as like particularly unique, I guess. But it, it's like I was listening to it. I'm thinking, yeah, I, w- I want to go on a pirate ship and, you know, go on an adventure with my friends. Like this sounds like perfect adventuring music. So it's it was good. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the, a, a bit of a, a bit of a tip for the show. Now, when you're marathoning it like I did, it feels like it's going at a pretty good pace. But when you're at a weekly bit, it's really, it feels slow. Because in comparison, One Piece has very little filler. Like, uh, fans have measured it out where Naruto and Bleach, about half of their uh, runs when they were producing the animes for those properties were filler. Whereas One Piece is only 13% filler. That's extremely surprising. Which is like 100 episodes. uh, Which is really low if you think about it with how big the episode count is. So the the way... The way... Okay. The reason that's the case is the anime has never fully caught up to the and the way they're able to do that is they go at a much slower pace in the anime. Where, for example, in a Bleach episode, they might use maybe two chapters of a manga, one episode. One Piece will use one, or like one and a half. Hmm. Where uh-huh. it's, it's, it's a running joke within fandom where the first comment uh, on the Crunchyroll uh, comment board is... <laughs> when does the opening and recap end? <laughs> Where that that'll also really help is skip the opening and recap. Like once you've seen it once, or when you get back to the show, you've seen it once. You don't need to see it again. <laughs> uh, especially if you're mar- if you're doing marathons. Um, my other suggestion would be to to you can actually skip arcs. 
but I would say be cautious with this because certain arcs are very important to One Piece. But I I've skipped uh, one arc in particular after Alabasta, which is the first really big world arc. There's Sky Island, which I felt when I started it was kind of boring. The bad guy was to me wasn't interesting, and so I just chose to skip it. And you know what? It didn't really hurt my enjoyment of the show. So if you just want to jump in the middle, like let's say you want to do Arlong Park, which is Nami's story, or you want to do Water 7, which is another really big arc uh, where the the world government plays a much bigger role and the Star Heights kind of enter the world stage, um, you can start there and kind of get a feeling of how you feel about piece so it seems by that description like it seems that the way that people need to think about one piece is a lot different than the way people need to think about normal like seasonal anime it seems um to where by that description it seems like for the most part you're able to kind of just jump into one piece anywhere and still have a good time even if you may like miss some things here and there um, I would I wouldn't fully recommend that, um, especially in the later arcs, because that you you'll be a little jarred of just like, well they looked one way and now their character their character the way the characters look are completely different. So right. That'll, yeah. That'll um, that'll, yeah. that'll throw you off. Yeah, I'm sure that's definitely not like a blanket statement for the whole series, obviously, but um, I don't know. It just seems to be a lot more fluid than you know, sitting down and watching something like, I don't know, Psychopaths, where if you started, like, episode 18, you're just going to be like, who are these people? What's going on? I don't understand. Right. Uh, I I can understand that. Mm-hmm. So do, yeah, do you uh, think that's a, a helpful way to, like, psych people into the idea of watching One Piece, that you don't have to think about it like you think about other shows? Or what? how would yeah. you navigate that, like, psychologically, I guess? The way I treated it is... It's just a number. Ignore the number. And I know that's hard, but I just ignored the number and just enjoyed the story. And I marathoned it, but if, if I had it my way, I would have gone at a much slower pace and just gone my own way. Because I think that's the key is don't rush to get to the end. Because one, it's still going. And we as fans, we want to get more people into One Piece. Because out of the big three, which was Bleach and Naruto, it, it's a distant, it's pretty much a distant third. And we always, we're always excited to get new people into the show. And I think just going at your own pace and take a break. Like, if you're, if you want to go watch something else, you're more than welcome to do that. You shouldn't feel obligated to keep going, even if you hate a certain arc. Just take a break from it, or if it's a or if it's a certain place, maybe you could skip it and read the wiki. <laughs> Just coming as someone from the outside in, I feel like we look at One Piece as a generational phenomenon. You know, going on twenty years now, you the the whole reason that you can continue to do that, just like you know, Pokemon, for instance, another hugely wrong running series, is how easy it is to jump in every arc. How mm-hmm. that our main characters don't change all that much. I mean, we we hear these little interesting bits of their story, but 
you can pretty much jump in at whatever modern, you know, whatever the modern or more recent arc would be. And that's a lot because, you know, One Piece is at, at heart a, a shonen, you know, uh, a manga or anime series. It's a, uh, it's meant for children to just kind of jump into whether they're picking up the new, you know, manga volume, Shonen Jump, or they're watching, you know, on television to make it really easy you know, to jump into. When you mentioned like Psychopaths, for instance, when we as Western fans think of anime, we think of it as, you know, streaming, you know, this week to week deal or something we can binge on Netflix or when we get the DVD. But in the original format, it's more akin to like what we did growing up where you just tune into to like you know, Toonami or the local channel and just watch whatever doesn't necessarily have to be in a, you know, a actual linear plot. It can just be something you just watch whenever you can. And I yeah, feel like I, a show like that kind of has to, to match that format for the, the audience. And that really what makes it work as a long running series. I think. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that point. And when it comes to spoilers, I think that's your own prerogative, whatever you want to do with it go for it like if you just want to read the wiki and just jump to where it currently is cool that's your prerogative you want to do the thing like me and start from the- <laughs> but I, I think you're right in that it's it very it you're able to jump in at any point it's it, in american terms it'd be like a soap opera where yeah. in a soap opera you should be able to jump in at any story hmm yeah, and I guess that that's kind of what, like, I feel like if you ask, like, any random, like, anime fan in Japan, they would probably, and if you ask them, like, so do you like One Piece? They'd probably be like, is the sky blue or something like that? <laughs> um, it'd be like asking, like, an American comic book fan if they like Batman. Like, most of the time, people are going to say, yeah, I like Batman, sure. Um, yeah. Probably because of that, like, cultural pervasiveness and probably because they consumed it in a way that you outlined Tobias where like they just consumed it as part of their like media consumption rituals like just by watching TV sort of just randomly and yeah it's, it's like if you know you mentioned Batman like I don't think anybody really out there really dislikes Batman mm-hmm. but on the other hand it's just like eh he's just been like Superman he's going on for so long now I get I get the pathos, I get like the you know the character, you know, development, if any, you know, with, with mm-hmm. the character, but I don't particularly care about Batman. I don't really mm-hmm. need to keep up with him as a series. You know, we get the general idea of what it is, and that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Likewise, well, one I... like maybe not everybody, especially in Japan, has strong feelings toward it, but it's just like Dragon Ball and you know Toriyama's work, it's everyone's at least culturally aware of the series. Well, I, right. I wanna add one I wanna add one caveat where there are rec- characters that come that come back or play a bigger role uh, in the story and in in future arcs. Like okay. Ace, uh, Luffy's brother, uh, is introduced in the Alabaster arc, which is kind of early on in the show. And then, but then he plays a major role uh, in the War of the Best or the Marine War story arc. So. There's certain things you should know, or, or there's there's a couple continuity things that will help you, and that way you won't get lost. Um, so I would just be, like, yeah, you can jump around. Just be just be wary of if you're gonna jump to Marine War, you might be confused, or if hmm. you jump to, uh, uh, 
the Caesar the the Desarosa arc, you'll you might get a little like, who's this? Who's this person? Why are they doing this? Who is this person named Law? So I would just go with caution, like skip around or read the wiki if you feel like you need to do that. Just just be cautious about it is the way yeah. I would approach it. And if someone I think is just a little was a little intimidated by the move by the TV show, I would recommend try the some of the movies because the movies are not canon. They're completely standalone. Like uh, One Piece Gold, which came out uh, last year, is really fun. Where um, the one the One Piece crew comes to this casino island slash boat, and chaos ensues. And it's just uh, a fun time where you see the dynamic art of One Piece, and you get um, just a fun one shot story. And you get the character dynamics, but without all the continuity baggage. Didn't Mamoru Hosoda direct one of those? I think so. I'm not exactly sure which one, though. Yeah, that sounds really familiar, was it not? What was the one that opens, and this may have been just a little short, but the one that's all, like, dancing? Uh, There's... I think that was Strong World. That was, like, the okay. first big movie. Okay. There's one that I, a friend of mine has shown, like the opening, or again, this could just be a little OVA, but it was all about them dancing around. <laughs> well, doesn't uh, One Piece Gold have like this casino feel about it or something? Yeah, that's what I meant. Like it's it's a boat that's a legal island that's like basically a legal casino that the Marines have allowed to mm-hmm. operate, and the Straw Hat Gang comes and it's like, we're gonna have fun, we're gonna explore. But then uh, chaos ensues, and they they don't get along with the people who run the house. Mm-hmm. So, um, have you seen the that one that Tobias just dropped in the chat, the uh, the Hosoda one? Um, no, I've not. I've seen here. I haven't watched all the movies because, um, even though I love One Piece, I just wanted to stick to what was canon. Most mm-hmm. of the time, just because of time commitments. So I've seen uh, One Piece Z. I've seen Gold. And I think I've, there's one other one I've watched, but I'm getting it. So does One Piece yet rival your love of Lupin the Third? It's it's up there. Uh, Ooh, I would, wow. I would, I would say uh, it's in the top. It, it, my list is my top three is weird, uh, where it's where it's Lupin the Third, One Piece, and Sword for Truth. Oh, geez, <laughs> Bill, you're a strange man. <laughs> I, I I know. Look at my top ten list. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I was under the impression that your favorite anime was Hearthstone. So <laughs> yeah. Well, if, you know what? If Yu Gi Oh can get an anime, I think Hearthstone deserves it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hey, we're on a we're in Tangent Town. <laughs> Sorry, um, all I, things. I I just I based on what I've described to you, what are, where is your standing on One Piece, and would you at least try it? Who do you want to go first? Um, let's go Tobias. 
So, yeah, you, you talk a lot about uh, mostly the narrative structure and the narrative elements, but one thing that really interests me from what I've seen is there seems to be a lot of really standout uh, like framing and visual elements in the manga that I've heard a lot of other people talk about. So, uh, you know, on Twitter, for instance, I follow a Casey, uh, you know, Panofsky article who posts a lot of One Piece. I think he's also helped with, if not on the One Piece podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, and then we've got Grant with the Blade Licking Thieves podcast. He's been reading it too, and he'll make a point to really post to post really interesting panels, like these standout panels where there's really great action scenes or something that is really interesting. And seeing a lot of these elements that Oda has used over the years and is still developing, you know, in his style was really interesting to me. So, uh, you know, I've, I've had a lot of people talk, talk to me about it and mention it, and and you know. Having the, the huge amount of material ahead of me is daunting. But uh, no, I think I would probably wouldn't mind going and reading the manga at least. Maybe not watching it at this point because uh, I've already got way too much anime. And like you said, anime takes longer just to absorb because, uh, you know, that reason, while manga is a little faster, you know, just in the uh, you know, the, the actual general. Uh, yeah. What's the word? Uh, like actual consumption and consumption. Uh, when you know, manga is a little faster consumption with, you know, uh, absorbing those. I think that's something I would be interested in for sure. Right. Well, uh, let me do a quick comment on the manga. My experience with the manga is, um, I've been, I've mostly been with the anime, read a couple of the early volumes of the manga, but I've always kind of looked in to see what the art style is currently. Mm-hmm. With the current arc and the thing that i love is oda's style evolves over time where in the beginning it's very simplistic but as time goes on his art style gets more and more dynamic and there's tons of stuff going on like uh in the one piece of art i showed you like uh in the chat uh you could just see it's a picture of luffy just going using his level for ability to just pistol whip someone with his arm and you see just it whip around going all crazy. Um, and that's the cool thing with everyone's abilities. There's the, the still frame of uh, a manga can really create cool panel shots and just the way it flows with uh, panel direction. Like a prime example would be um, instead of a character talking to one another, um, Luffy will will just jump down from a tree where he's hanging upside down and just make the person jump. And you see that through the panel work. In a normal show, he would just walk he would just walk up to uh said person and just say hello. Uh, right. Where you're seeing just really cool angles and really cool uh still frames of just uh the action at uh, the action at hand. Um, but Austin, what about you? And uh, what, based on what I've said, are you interested in One Piece a little bit? Um. So I mean, you know, we we've you and I have had this conversation before, sort of on and off since you kind of started getting into it, and I asked you like how it was going and all that. Um. So I think you you've definitely helped me sort of foster an appreciation for One Piece that I didn't really have before and never really had a way to get before because I didn't really have much exposure to it because I either A, like consciously tuned it out or B, just didn't have anybody that I could really 
ask about it directly. Um, but the way that you've laid it out, um, I feel like you've made it seem a lot more accessible than I previously thought that it was. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely up for probably checking out maybe a, a couple handfuls of episodes like every now and again. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't see it as something that I'm going to like sit down and focus like a lot of time and attention into, but I definitely see it as something that I, um, I used to do this a couple of years ago, like whenever I was like doing something or um, like cleaning my room or something like that, I would just turn on fairy tale and um, you know, doing that, I ended up watching like 50 episodes of that show and like, didn't even, it, it felt like no time had passed by, but I feel like if I do that with one piece, I would probably a enjoy it more and b like get through substantial amounts of it while also cleaning my room, which is a mess. <laughs> um, right. Um, so I, I feel like it's, it's that this show is the type of show that I would enjoy for something like that, like something for me to just like have on and enjoy and not really like pour a whole lot of mental energy into. And it doesn't seem like that require it, like the show doesn't really require that of the audience. And I think that that can definitely be a really good thing for certain shows. Mm. And, um, and kind of like what you were saying earlier with um, the way that they map out some of the action scenes, like the show definitely seems extremely imaginative and I'm sure it definitely has its dull moments and things like we you said with the filler arcs that are just not particularly awesome, but it seems like it, it keeps up the level of like visual style and interest like pretty consistently. So I, I think that that would be something that I would, you know, look forward to seeing like, oh, what sort of like crazy villain is going to come up next? And like, what are their henchmen going to look like? And and I know that with the style of One Piece, it's not going to be it's going to be a little bit more out there because every single character looks like they were created by like <laughs> a person like entirely left to their own devices to just make a character. And then all of those characters were like thrown into the same show because they all look so wacky and different. So, yeah, like I think the weird, uh, the closest comparison to its one piece's weirdness would be like Jojo. Yeah. Uh, just cause each character is unique and has their different perspective, but it has, it's just weird, but that's what mm. makes, I think one piece unique and, uh, really exciting, right? Right, and I'm I'm definitely a, a big JoJo fan. So uh, if you if you take anything and compare it to JoJo, I'm, I'm that's probably going to be a going to be a big selling point on on my end. Um, well, before we wrap this up, I have to mention the four kids dub. I oh have yay! To. Do you really have to? <laughs> Is we, it we really necessary? This, this won't be long. I I, I just want to I just want to put this out there. I the thing I think that kind of hurt uh one piece's popularity was definitely the four kids dub it's not of good quality and uh it's heavily censored like a prime example or the most well-known example is uh sanji he smokes yeah and so instead of having a cigarette he had a lollipop <laughs> mm, so edgy <laughs> so edgy man in the four in the four kids dub so, Bo, I would recommend if you're more of a person who wants a dub, Funimation has been doing the dub for a while now. So kids close its doors. I would say the Funimation dub is pretty solid. Um, there's some voices that are not my favorite, like Colin Clinkenbeard does the voice of Luffy, and it just it doesn't 
fit for me, but it might be different for you. And uh, Chris Savitt, um, Constant Funimation does um, Zoro, um, the Sword Fighter, and Sunny Strait does Usopp, who is kind of the scaredy cat of the crew and is also kind of the long range bowman of the group. Cool. Yeah, so. And also, the dub is not completely caught up with where the show's at. You know, it's so funny to think that, like, Funimation right now, for this particular season, is, like, dubbing, you know, shows that are currently coming out, and they're only, like, maybe three weeks behind. But, like, with a show like One Piece that they've been dubbing for, like, literally years and years and years, they're still, like, two arcs behind, which is... It's kind of weird to think about that uh, the juxtaposition of like they're still doing old uh, one piece like they did back in the old days, but they're doing like all this new stuff like immediately. It's it's kind of funny to think about. Yeah, well, I, I think that's more on Funimation because they, they're going through so much content and they're a relatively small company. Mm-hmm. So things will get delayed. I mean, remember when they announced all the uh, Bandai licenses like Outlaw Stuff and took years to come out oh yeah you're right and i totally understand like i i get i get why and it, it makes sense like why they're not caught up with one piece like it i get it but it's just that the idea of it and thinking about it in that context to where like we have a complete dub of uh miss kobayashi's dragon maid before like the last five or six seasons of one piece are are dubbed so uh it's just a yeah. weird thing to think about so well, I, I I think the other, the my last point is I'm just amazed that One Piece is still going, and it's pretty much the last standing big shonen show that it's that is continuously running. Like if you think about it, Attack on Titan had to take a break to get season two in production. Thank goodness. Uh, my Hero Academia, same thing. That's gonna and, be that's gonna be in the new big three for sure. And the other. T- and Bleach is is dead at the moment. Yep. Only long-running show that I, I would think is still going, um, but I, I wouldn't count, classify this as Shonen, it would be Gintama. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, which I, I just find it amazing that Toei has been able to keep that production going on for so long. Mm-hmm. But for both Gintama and One Piece. It seems like they're kind of similar in the idea that, like, the characters, you know, they, they go through changes and they, they progress, but they relatively stay the same. And like each episode is like just a wacky adventure. So it seems like One Piece and Gintama have a have a like a kindred spirit in that way. It's, just, it's the same show, but different age groups. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad that you guys let me get my ranting out of my way and let me fan out about One Piece. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. And really enjoyed it. Uh, you you proved two groups of people wrong at the same time in in what you said. You proved the One Piece naysayers wrong, and you also proved the One Piece gatekeepers wrong. And I think that you did a a a great service in 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 uh, doing both of those things. Thanks. Well, I I want to take it out to our audience on Twitter and on Facebook. What what has been your experience with One Piece, if you've had any, or is there a long running series that, or a series that you've tried to get people into, but it's just not as not clicked. 
And I just love to hear everyone's thoughts on our Facebook page and on Twitter. Me too. Me too. And uh, if you guys, we would love to talk to you about that and really and hear your stories on um, on if you've got one piece stories of like trying to get your friends into it or if your friends have tried to get you into it and and how that's gone or, or like what Bill said, like with any series, really. Um, yeah, that would be great. And if you guys want to tweet at us about that, we're at T.I. underscore anime on Twitter. Um, so are we are we good to wrap up, guys? So got anything else? Yeah, sounds good to me. Cool. Well, thank you guys both for uh, joining me and Bill. Thank you for you know preparing your content and really really giving us a great rundown on on One Piece, a show that's super important, I know, to you. So it's it's always great to hear people talk about stuff that they're really passionate about. Oh, I I appreciate it, man, and mm-hmm. thanks for giving me the form. Yeah, for sure. And I'm sure this probably inevitably will not be our last time talking about One Piece on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, if that if that live action adaptation ever comes out in two years, uh, that's gonna be an episode. Yeah, we'll definitely have to try and get that. So, uh, Tobias, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me again. If you guys uh, want to talk to us more about anime and stuff, you can find us over on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/thirdimpactanime. Uh, also, all of our articles and uh, podcast updates and um, panel descriptions. Well, not that. I need to put that up on the site. But anyway, um, you can find out all that junk at our website, thirdimpactanime.wordpress.com. And again, where can people find us or find you on Twitter, Tobias? I am, uh, as usual, at Reverend underscore Tobias, uh, both there and on Facebook. If anyone wants to. Look at my awful opinions and awful, uh, you know, awful bad jokes. Hit me up there. Yeah, and uh, Bill doesn't have a Twitter, so we need to we need yeah. to keep bullying him until he makes one. Bill, I, I'm I'm Mr. Old Man. I'm not getting on that newfangled Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Tobias is the resident old man, and he's the one that uses Twitter the most. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, like, you totally, you totally should. You should you should get a Twitter. There's a lot of you know, the old school anime fan or dedicated like One Piece fans uh, hanging out there. And That's you true. can well, you can talk to Lu- talk about Lupin and One Piece to the masses. Yeah. Ooh, that's exciting. Well, if you're interested in me, I publish as much as I can on our website, thirdimpactanime.wordpress.com, Woo. Where, where we write wonderful articles. We've had episode reviews of this current season. And uh, we are just keep churning out content. Yep, we're doing our best, even when our best is not our best. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, uh, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night. So you're leaving? Yeah, it was a nice extended vacation, but we have to part ways now. I bet you'll miss me, right? Yeah, but this time's different. I won't beg you to take me with you. I'm going to become a pirate all on my own. Uh, I wouldn't take you with me anyway. You'll never make it as a pirate. No! I will make it as a pirate! Someday I'm going to gather a crew even better than yours, and I'm going to find the greatest treasure in the world! And then I'll be king of the pirates! I'll show you! You think you'll surpass us? In that case... I'll leave this hat to you. It means more to me than anything in the world, so you better take good care of it. You hear me?
I want you to bring this hat back to me someday, in good condition. And only once you've become a great pirate. That's our promise, Luffy.